Welcome to Project Life with Mike Watts. This is Mike Watts. On this podcast, I'll be sharing the ups and downs of running a business, how to manage a great team of folks who are helping us grow that business, how to thrive as a husband and just be a better one for that matter, how to function with an 18-month-old running around driving sometimes you crazy, how to thrive as a man in this world when frankly we are lacking great role models at this moment in time. And I'm documenting all of this in a journey trying to find my place in the world. So if you're looking to grow your business, obtain financial freedom, figure out parenthood, up-level your life, be a better person, or frankly, how to be a badass, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Project Life. What's up? Hashtag lifers. Uh, This is Mike, and uh, I just left Lowe's. I feel like I've been to Lowe's 20 times in the last two weeks. You know when you move into a new place, for those of you that have done any sort of construction or moved, you end up at the hardware store so much, right? I bought this shelving unit for, I don't know if I updated you on our move, not that you really probably care, but uh, anyway, I'll tell you anyway, the we had to get another storage unit because we filled our first one up and... We started collecting a lot of belongings or stuff that would go into the new house, like, you know, like chandelier lamp lights and stuff over the island. And it's going to be awesome what we ended up finding. Um, yeah, but it wouldn't fit. And then I'm afraid it's like it's going to break in the old storage unit. So we had to get a second one. I bought a shelving rack for it and it kept falling apart every time I would try to put it up. And it was so irritating. This company, it was supposed to be 72 inches high I think or yeah high something like that and instead of making it one piece of material they made it two different pieces so you're trying to get it to work and overlap and it's not good like it's such a structural bonehead move but their other shelving I bought same company was amazing anyway you know it's like problems of putting stuff in storage I don't know Anyway, that's my experience right now. So I bought another rack, and I'm going to go set that up, and it's going to be awesome. So how are you guys doing? What is new? Let me know. Anyway, so we just moved into our new place, and we've been there. And last week as we moved in, this is Trump's 100th day of being in office. And so I spent – Kate went out with her girlfriends on Saturday night. She comes back and she's like, what have you been up to Why I've been gone? Well, I put Penelope down, right? That was one thing. And then, honestly, I spent probably two hours watching all of these different takes and things on Trump's 100 days and what that means and what's been accomplished, what hasn't been accomplished, what has he stood by, what has he hasn't stood by. So as you've heard many times, I haven't talked about this in a while, but like I was really into the political world. Like I'm really studying a lot of it. Uh, VoxVox.com. They also have a couple podcasts. They're very informative. Um, They're definitely more liberal-leaning for those of you. I never understood, like, left side and right side, and I'm learning all of these new terms, and it's super exciting, right? Conservative and your left side or your right side-leaning or all this stuff. So they're definitely more of a liberal, but they also give a take on both sides, which I really like. You know, it's like the positive and negatives on both sides and what it looks like. And I'm learning all of this stuff about how like the Republican Party for what was the Republican Party, you know, when Obama was president and how they just locked up the system 
So a lot of the things he wanted to be able to do, they were just like, nope, we're not going to do that. So it's really fascinating to, to, it's almost like no one, they say they represent the people of America, but like if all of a sudden I said to Kate, like, I'm going to lock you in a room for four years, you're not going to be able to do anything, right? Which happens in society as well. But it's like, isn't that crazy? Like, I just say that and it's crazy, right? But then a political party can do that to another political party and they're on Washington and they say, this is what the American people want. I, and it's like boggles my mind to just say, what? So this is a totally side note of the Trump's 100 days, but it's like that's how the political system in Washington, D.C. has been running. And to me, I'm like, how is this even possible? Like, what? If I did this in my business, I would go broke, you know, which the country is broke, you know? So it's like nothing would get done. Like, it's so crazy of what I the way we use to operate on a daily basis how I function my life and what I look to be able to do and then what is happening in Washington, you know, and then the people or the government of this country. It's really, really fascinating, like, to just study it, whether it's you think it's messed up or good or bad or whatever, just like that whole process. So what I learned about Trump's 100 days in office, this is uh, – so I'm going to talk a lot of negativity and then I'm going to talk positivity about it to wrap it all up because I the one thing I – when I was watching all of this stuff – it left me very um, not inspired, I guess you could say. But at the end of it, I really re- summed it up with this one thing that I'll tell you about. All right. So I am scared. Like there's a part of me every day I wake up and I'm a little bit fearful of starting a nuclear war. And let's say the worst possible case scenario is that all of a sudden Putin and Trump decide to have a nuclear war with each other and it literally will end humanity. We will all die. This means Canada, Mexico, Latin America, South America. If we start a uh, nuclear war against each other, we will all die. Right? Okay, that's really... Yay. Yay, Mike, for being uplifting. Yay. But I think it's really interesting... Because one of the guys that I was following and listening to is a very – he's a nuclear expert. He doesn't actually work in the government, but he talks about um, – he, he's just a scientist basically. And he this is the speeches he gives. And he goes, people don't understand. People don't get it. Like we talk about nuclear like it's this thing like I'm going to the grocery store to pick up apples. And like it's not a big deal. But if you really looked at the history of what we did to Hiroshima and the World War II and using the nuclear bomb, like – annihilated and it wrap it's totally destructive and it can just kill millions and millions of people so i was like okay wow that's the worst case scenario and so to me the way trump has talked about nuclear it's like yeah we just nuke them or get our nukes in order and it's just like such a casual thing like it's like i'm going to buy apples and then what's going on in north korea it's just a really i don't want to say it's fascinating because that kind of makes it seem light, right? It is a big deal. It's serious big deal what is going on with nuclear arms being a part of conversation. So that was a big eye-opening experience for me and just to really get in the dark and dirty side of it. And I like to go deep with the dark side of all of this stuff. So some of you might not like that, the listeners here, which is fine, but I like to go to the dark side. And it really takes me down this path. So, like, nuclear war is possible, and we will all die. Humanity will cease to exist. We'll be like the dinosaurs. Humans will be like the dinosaurs. And everything and all this stuff we've created and all this gone. 
So that's the one thing I learned about Trump's 100 days about this whole toss up. Now, granted, he's not dropping nuclear bombs, but like just in the. Okay, so let's get back on track here, Mike. Uh, another one that I learned from this whole thing is that what he he doesn't stand by anything. It's just how easy it is to persuade him from his ideas. Like the budget, he put this budget into play and he wanted to take all this money and defund Planned Parenthood and defund the national art systems and do all of this stuff. And very little of what he set aside for the budget didn't happen. And when they reapproved the budget to to stop a government shutdown, none of this stuff was in the budget. And it just we basically keep operating the same way we're operating and like he doesn't care. He just signed the bill and he moves on, you know, on to the next thing. What I do remember, so that was really interesting about what he stands for and how often he just like, yeah, whatever, and just move on to the next thing. Like the whole thing about voting, um, the three to five million illegal votes that he supposedly said was happening and how now we never hear about that or we never talk about that, right? And that's, we've moved on to something else or... Obama um, wiretapping him. I read some guy about how how insanely hard that is to actually happen without anyone else finding out. And the allegations that you just make against another president, like your person that came before you, is that they were listening to your calls. Whether it was true or not true, you know, most likely it was not true, but how that's just disappeared. You know, and we now we are on to other things. And how every single day and every single week, it's just because he's such an unfiltered canon about his lively, like his own personality. It's just such a loose trigger that we never know what we're going to get, which makes it very, very challenging for foreign governments or governments in themselves to make deals or to even work with someone like President Trump. And then just how lightly he's taken subjects from, like, say, healthcare, and just think it's a quick, quick solution, easy solve. No problem. You know, and the reality was he was like, and he's like, oh, it's way more complicated than I thought. And I don't think, you know, everything he preached about when it came to healthcare is like, he's going to do this, this, and this. I don't think he's actually involved in it at all. You know, when you look at what he talks about and even when the bill goes to the table of just how it was presented, like Paul Ryan and those guys, Paul Ryan is a, and Mike Pence, those two are creeps. Those two guys creep me out more than anything else that I've ever seen I feel like they would sleep with your wife in the morning and that afternoon they're having coffee and tea with you talking about how great you are. You know, it's just such a, it's like a creepy backstabbing two human beings. That's the way, oh, it's gives me the heber jeebers just talking about them. Even more so than Donald Trump because Donald Trump just does it publicly and is like out there as a heber jeeber and publicly. But I feel like Paul Ryan and Mike Pence do it underneath the scene. Like, I feel like there's no soul to those two human beings. They just like, that's the way I get it. Anyway, the, uh, and then when you look at the, when you really understand, and I will never forget Warren Buffett saying this, it still stands in my mind. It still stands behind what I, the way I believe about all of this stuff. When Warren Buffett said that Warren, that Donald Trump has never run a successful business that he has managed, right? And Warren Buffett kind of knows business. Donald Trump has made a lot of money using his name, but every business that he's actually operated and run has failed. And I was like, oh, wow. Hello, United States of America. Right. And so it gave me a lot of 
insight to the way he's managing. And if you look at his surrounding, the way, who he surrounds himself with, the more and more I, you start digging into his cabinet, like with Rents Priebus and Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller, and you start going down this who these human beings actually are, and they're not great people. They, they are just not great people. It's like Steve Jobs ran a very successful business at Apple, but he was not a great human being to other people. And there's a lot of reports about him being very, very mean, like Travis Calistena or whatever his name is from Uber, the CEO. He's kind of not a great human being, right? Uber, all that stuff is coming out right now. Um, you know, so it's like looking at what they've actually done. So this is the 100 days of Trump that I've started digging into and how it's really, really kind of a clusterfuck, excuse my language, but... It's just like, it's a mess. Like, it really is a mess. And you can see that on the outside. You can really see it, how it, things are rolled out, what is happening in the world with the public of it. So I told you we were going to talk about the negative side of it, and then I'm going to end it on the positive note because this is what gives, gives me more hope than anything else. Even though I started this off talking about a nuclear war and, like, and, and extinction, the hope of the American people the rallies, the rallying around other humans, like when it came to the Muslim ban, they were like, nope, this isn't happening. We are sticking up. For, like people show up at airports, the women's march. I think the women's march was one of the most, I feel like that is a day in humanity, like a day in the world that will look back that will change humanity forever because we might not see it like a great turn of events now but the one thing we have never seen so many people come together in that manner for specific rights and it's happening more and more and it continually happens every week every month there's more marches there's more rallies they keep getting they're growing they're bigger um yeah you could say the tea party had a place in that you know a while ago with the republican side but it's different. It's much different. Like, this is betterment for all humanity. I feel like the Republican Party was just anti-Obama, right? So, or the Tea Party was just anti-Obama. It wasn't like betterment of humanity. And now we're really doing a lot of these rallies that are about betterment for humanity. And I think that is what really gives me a lot of hope and inspiration and guidance for the future of the world that I feel very, very strong about. And that I'm really looking forward to how this all plays out, you know, and I'm going to keep doing my podcast. And I'm going to keep sticking for my beliefs and attending rallies if I'm, uh, you know, able to do that um, and going to places and to support and really support the figures that see that. Because what's shining through is just how much BS has really been told to us. And I think that is what we're really fed up with. And I think that is the piece that it gives me a lot of excitement and hope for the future of the world. And I believe it is becoming a better place and real change takes generations. You know, it takes a generation and to think about, think about like in the fifties of how they used to have seg segregated black and white bathrooms. And now we look at that, like it's insanity. Penelope's going to look at that and be like, you guys are idiots. You know, and it's like, it, like her generation is going to be like, I don't get it. You know, like what? Like, it's crazy how generations require massive, you know, to create massive change requires generation to take place. And I think it's awesome. And it's a great place to be. So it does give me hope for the future. It was a little bit longer than I expected it to be. But yeah, the Trump hundred days, it's a, it's, it's a cluster. And I, yeah, 
Just, we shall see. Until tomorrow, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Project Life with Mike Watts podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today on this episode and you want to know a little bit more about what I am using to help grow our business, to help myself become a better man, to help myself become a better dad, a better husband, a better human overall, you know, I'm all about team human. And that's what I really want to do is create a world that allows us to become better human beings. And if that's something you're interested in, head over to MikeJWatts.com. That is MikeJWatts.com. You can register right there for my email newsletter. It goes out once a week. There's usually three to five different tools, tips, tricks, techniques that I've learned about this week that are really helping me become a better human being. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you over on MikeJWatts.com, and I'll see you tomorrow.